And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Um, a ton to get to, as always, today. A, a ton to get to. I have to do a little bit of a shorter episode today, but uh, I'll get to as much as I possibly can. Uh, before I jump into it, uh, guys, follow us on Twitter, at No Gimmicks Pod. Uh, you won't regret it. Tweet at us. We always tweet back. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. you got to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. Um, subscribe. Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever you use. Uh, we're on a bunch more uh, you know, podcasting platforms as well, but those are the big three. Uh, anyway, subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. All right, news of the day. Well, first, before I even jump into the news, uh, happy uh, theft day, ladies and gentlemen. It is, of course, April 15th, tax day. Uh, yeah, so happy theft day. Hopefully you guys enjoyed being robbed by the federal government. Uh, for the last year. Um, hopefully you guys all figured out how to pay as, as little in taxes as physically possible. Uh, hopefully you used any deduction you possibly could use, any loophole available. I hope you guys used it. Uh, and if you didn't pay your taxes, I, I hope that you don't get caught. <laughs> I hope that the IRS doesn't audit you uh, and that you uh, get off scot-free. Um, taxation is, of course, theft. All right. Um, to roughly quote the president of the United States from a campaign rally a few years ago, we need a complete shutdown of the Democratic Party until we can figure out what the hell is going on. Ilhan Omar, the radical Muslim congressman from Minnesota uh, and one of the faces, new faces of the Democratic Party, is at it again. Omar is continuing her anti-Semitic and anti-American rhetoric. Um, the, the two most recent videos that have come to light of Representative Omar, are of, of her speaking to CARE, which is a radical Muslim organization, a radical leftist Muslim organization, uh, where she was downplaying 9-11, and she said, quote, uh, 9-11 was some people doing something, which I guess that's one way to describe 3,000 innocent Americans being slaughtered. Uh, and the other clip was uh, uh, her speaking to a, a very radical Muslim uh, commentator a few years ago on some TV show in Minnesota um, where she equated uh, the United States to terrorist groups like Al-Qaeda and, and Hezbollah. Um, and, and obviously the right, as always, and correctly, um, called her out for her wicked, evil statements. Um, truly, th- this woman is a vile, vile human being. She's, she's the absolute worst. She is an evil, evil woman. Um, <clears throat> and the right called her out for her evil statements. The Democrats naturally came to Omar's defense. I'll get more into this in a second. The, the Democrats' new tactic is to attack the right is, is, is basically saying speech is violence, right? Speech is violence. Anybody who calls out Omar is somehow endangering her life or something like that or bringing violence on her, which is absolutely insane. I'll get, I'll get to that in a second. Um, but first, the, the mainstream media is, 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 once again, like they always do, saying that Representative Omar's comments were taken out of context. So, real quick, just to set the record straight, I'm going to play her statements. I'm not taking anything out of context. I didn't edit these. I'm taking these clips from her speeches, from her statements, so you can judge for yourself. 
was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. So that was Omar speaking to CARE earlier this year. Well, one, she fucked up. Uh, CARE was actually formed in uh, 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 1994, I believe. They, they were not formed as a result of 9-11. But uh, yeah, so that was her saying, you know, 9-11 was some people did something. Um, you know, that, that's not taking it out of context. She said that. That's an exact quote. I just played the clip. So uh, to say that it's taking out of context or, or being misrepresented is absolutely insane. So one, she's obviously downplaying 9-11. Some people did something. No, Al-Qaeda attacked us on our own home soil and slaughtered uh, 3,000 innocent Americans. That's not some people did something. You know, people were obviously mocking this on Twitter all weekend. Uh, you know, the Titanic sinking was a boat that did something, right? Like, I don't know. You can, I guess you could do this with anything. But uh, obviously she was downplaying 9-11 and she was also making 9-11 about Muslims as if, like, you know, the victims of 9-11 were American Muslims or something. Which, by the way, President Bush and basically the entire U.S. government after 9-11 went out of their way to make sure that there wasn't any blowback or any violence against Muslims or anything like that. There, there wasn't. I mean, like, Muslims were not targeted, at least on some massive scale or anything in the United States. That just did not happen. Um, so the whole playing victim as a Muslim being, you know, I'm, as a Muslim, I'm the real victim of 9-11. No, 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 no. The New Yorkers slaughtered by radical Muslims were the victims of 9-11, not Ilhan Omar. That's that's absolutely asinine. So I want to play um, the next clip, and this is her speaking uh, a few years ago to a radical Muslim leftist commentator who's uh, has also himself has a long history of anti-Semitism and anti-American rhetoric. So here is uh, Representative Omar uh, equating uh, the United States to terrorist organizations. Um, I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And is that a such thing? Yeah, there was. So you there go. Was, out, there is a lab for that. There was. A, there was a class that you. Do you go to lab? <laughs> no, you go we, our we, field we, we learned the, the ideology of. I'm glad um, you do that. <laughs> and so it was. It was the the thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said al qaeda he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up and you know yeah, he's in command like, here al qaeda you know hospital he's an expert and it was, <laughs> and it was you know what's as his it, name what about his name on the not, we, we what are does not he learn? saying his name uh, yeah. you, you probably get to see him on on cnn and well, yeah of course i love those guys but you know but 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 it is it is that you don't say america with an yeah. intensity you yeah. don't say england with yeah. an intensity you yeah. know you don't you don't say um the army with an intensity okay <laughs> so that is the context you, you heard the clip you heard what she said um She's wondering out loud on TV, where she, I'm sure she assumed people would, would hear her or see her. She's wondering why people don't hate America and England and the army the same way they hate Hezbollah and Al-Qaeda. This bitch is... this. Wow. What an evil, evil woman. What a vile... And she's laughing the whole time. She's, it's like it's a joke to her. Why do you say Al-Qaeda? Or Hezbollah, with intensity. America's just as bad. What an evil, satanic woman.
What a vile piece of trash. Wow. Unbelievable. This woman is a member of Congress. This woman sits on the Foreign Affairs Committee, a very powerful committee in the House of Representatives. Unbelievable. Well done, Minnesota. Hope you're proud of yourselves. So the right called her out, as we should, uh, and the left attacked us, saying we are inciting violence against Ilhan Omar. I don't know why it's not inciting violence to say that 9-11 wasn't a big deal and America's just as bad as Al-Qaeda. I don't know why that's not inciting violence, but calling her out for her evil statements is inciting violence. It's absolutely insane. So President Trump released a humdinger, a haymaker (laughs) of an attack ad um, using uh, Omar's quote, about uh, how 9-11 was some people did something. Uh, and it was an extremely effective attack ad. I think this came out last Thursday um, where Trump just played the clip. You know, nine eleven was some people did something. And then he juxtaposed that with, you know, footage, news footage from 9-11 of the Twin Towers coming down, of people dying and, you know, firemen trying to save people's lives and stuff like that. It was a, it was a brutal and a brutally effective ad. Um and I, I see absolutely no problem with that. He just quoted her directly, played her, didn't even quote her, showed the clip of her saying this, and then showed footage of the terrorist attack that she was downplaying, that she was marginalizing. It's completely fair. This this ad was not out of bounds at all, not in the least. Trump did not misrepresent what this woman said. He just played her directly, a direct quote. And then the Democrats attacked him. Nancy Pelosi did this. She said, you know, she talked to the sergeant at arms, you know, about getting more security for Ilhan Omar because, you know, President Trump is trying to get her killed by inciting violence. Bernie Sanders said the same thing about how this Trump ad was inciting violence against Muslims or against Omar or whatever, which is absolutely insane. Bernie Sanders told his supporters over and over every day for years that they're all going to die because of tax cuts and because of net neutrality and because of Neil Gorsuch and and because of whatever, because of Trump winning an election, incited these people to the point where one of his supporters took a whole bunch of guns to D.C. and started shooting at Republicans and almost killed Steve Scalise. Did the right accuse Bernie Sanders of inciting violence? No. Because, you know, his rhetoric is evil. It's still covered by the First Amendment. Bernie Sanders didn't tell that guy, I'm not going to say his name because I don't say the names of mass shooters on the podcast, but he didn't tell this guy to go shoot Steve Scalise. If Bernie Sanders says, I want my supporters to go to Washington and shoot Republicans, that is inciting violence. That is not protected by the First Amendment. He didn't do that. That's why I don't blame Bernie Sanders for that shooting. And this attack ad on Omar, where Trump literally played the clip of her talking and juxtaposed it with the event that she was marginalizing. That's it. It's a straightforward, fair play as physically possible. How the hell is that inciting violence? Speech is not violence. And this is the new Democratic talking point that speech is violence, right? Michael Knowles, who who hosts a podcast over at at, uh, Daily Wire, and he he, uh, famously wrote the blank book, 
reasons to vote for Democrats, uh, which is hilarious. I actually own it. <laughs> it's a, it's a good conversation starter with uh, my my leftist friends when they come over to the house. But um, anyway, Michael Knowles, I forget what campus he was on. I should probably know that. But he uh, did a speech at some campus. It was somewhere in the Midwest, I believe. Um, and uh, he gave his speech. Uh, I believe it was about how men aren't women. <laughs> like, you know, just basic. Uh, just real basic stuff. Um, and then uh, some kid came in with like a squirt gun and tried to sh- squirt bleach at him or something. Or his bleach mixed with something else. I don't know. It was some kind of, you know, bleach-based liquid. They were trying to hurt Michael Knowles. And the, uh, the like, the college president or dean or, or whatever released a statement basically equating the two, saying that, like, Michael Knowles' speech was violence because it, it pissed off the left. Therefore, it's okay that leftists responded with violence or something like that this is such a weird white people first world problems kind of thing saying speech is the same as violence like one obviously it's ridiculous two these are people that have never been punched in the face before like for the love of god can you guys just get drunk and get in a bar fight please so you can find out what violence actually is come on my brother and I have always had had a mantra, you cannot trust a man who's never been punched in the face. Because getting punched in the face, look, it, it, if you're a teenager, if you're a, a young man, a young boy, you talk a little smack to the wrong guy, get socked, it's a learning, it's a character builder. It's a character builder. <laughs> I mean, come on, it builds character. These people, like, these are all these, like, rich, spoiled white kids on the left that have never been in a bar fight before. So they don't even know what violence is. They've never seen violence outside of playing violent video games, right? It's just so stupid. Speech is not violence. The only kind of speech not covered by the First Amendment is direct incitement of violence, saying, I want you, if I said to you guys, my audience, I want you to go enact violence upon so-and-so. That is inciting violence. But calling Ilhan Omar out for her rabid anti-Semitism, rabid anti-American rhetoric, disgusting, evil comments, marginalizing 9-11, downplaying the worst terrorist attack in the history of this country, and saying that the U.S. government, the U.S. Army, and England, she threw England in there for some reason, uh, are just as bad as as Al-Qaeda and Hezbollah. We're allowed to call her out. That's not inciting violence. Ilhan Omar is not the victim. The victims of 9-11 were the victims of 9-11. Ilhan Omar, sure as shit, was not a victim of 9-11. This is absolutely ridiculous. I love that Trump posted this attack ad. I think it's very, very uh, powerful, and I think it's very effective. Good for him. Now, the Democratic Party is falling apart. The leadership, uh, well, Chuck Schumer, to his credit, I, I've said it on the podcast before, and, I, and I, I hate defending Chuck Schumer. I'm no fan of Chuck Schumer. I think he's a vile politician, but he is Jewish. He's a practicing Jew, and he is a friend of Israel. He's been very supportive of Israel. He hasn't said a damn thing about any of this because I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, he's, he, he, I guess is refusing to stand up to the anti-Semites uh, in his own party. And these people aren't even just anti-Semitic. If you, if you look at what Omar says on a daily basis, this bitch hates America. She doesn't just hate the Jews. She doesn't just hate Israel. She does not like Western civilization in general. She is not a big fan of America. I mean, she's just vile. But anyway, Chuck Schumer hasn't said anything. He hasn't come out and said anything. But 
Nancy Pelosi and other uh, a handful of other Democratic leaders are defend, including Bernie Sanders, are defending Ilhan Omar. But it's clear that they're doing that because they're losing their party to these socialist, anti-American, anti-Semitic radicals. They are losing their party. The Democratic Party truly is in disarray right now. And I'll, I'll discuss that in just a second, but I want to play a clip um, from yesterday's 60 Minutes um, interview with Nancy Pelosi. This is fascinating. So you are contending with a group in Congress over here on the left flank are these self-described socialists. On the right, these moderates. And you yourself said that you're the only one who can unify everybody. And the question is, can you? By and large, uh, whatever orientation they came to Congress with, they know that we have to hold the center, that we have to go down the mainstream. They know that? They do. But it doesn't look like that. It looks as if it's fractured. She likes to minimize the conflicts within her caucus between the moderates and the progressives. You have these wings, AOC and her group on one side. That's like five people. No, it's the progressive group. It's more than five. I'm a progressive, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I love how Nancy Pelosi, she's obviously mocking AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and these, you know, these communists. Um, you know, it's, that's, that's like five people, which I, I, I like the shot, Nancy. I like the, hey, she's showing a little bit of chutzpah. I <laughs> have to appreciate that. Um, so I, I like the, the little barb at the, the commies in her caucus, but um, there's a lot more than five of them. In office, there's a lot more than five socialists in office. There's a whole bunch of them in the House and the Senate. Um, and Nancy Pelosi's probably right that you know, obviously, the majority of her caucus is. It, they kept calling these a lot of these Democrats moderates. There's one moderate Democrat. That's Joe Manchin, the the senior senator from West Virginia. They're, that literally, that's it. This is the comprehensive comprehensive list of moderate Democrats. Joe Manchin. End of the list. That's the list. That is the list. That's it. So come on. I, it really grinds my gears to hear anybody describing the Democratic Party as moderate because it's just absolutely asinine. But anyway, it, I think Pelosi's right that obviously the you know liberals outnumber the leftists in Congress. But I don't know if liberals outnumber the leftists in terms of the, the actual voting block of Democrats. I mean, I, I know a lot of Democrats, and most of them are, are pretty damn radical. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see who the Democrats choose as their nominee for, for 2020. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if the, the Democratic Party still is liberal, but I've, I think they've, they've crossed that bridge into to open leftism. I, I, I truly do. And it is funny. Nancy Pelosi has spent her entire career as the far left leader of the, of the party. I mean, she, she's been the, the, the leader in, of, among House Democrats for something like 12 years or 12, 15 years, something like that, which is wild. I mean, usually that, that doesn't happen. I mean, uh, you know, like John Boehner was, was leader of the House Republicans for, what, three years, and then Paul Ryan was for three or four years, and now it's Kevin McCarthy. And you know, it's really tough to, to hang on to power for that long, hang on to leadership for that long. Um, but she was always the furthest left of all the Democratic leaders. And she still views herself that way. She views herself as a progressive, but that just shows you how progressive, how wildly leftist the Democratic Party is. Nancy Pelosi doesn't even realize that she's not the far left anymore. The Overton window have, has moved so far to the left 
that she is seen by people like AOC and Ilhan Omar as a moderate. What a time to be alive. The moderate, Nancy Pelosi. So what, what do the Democratic leaders do about this? I have no idea. It's going to be fascinating um, who the Democrats choose to represent their party as the, the standard bearer of the Democratic Party in 2020. I think that'll be very telling. Um, we'll see. It could be an open communist like Bernie Sanders. It could be, you know, a, a leftist but who's not quite a socialist like Pete Buttigieg, you know. It's not going to be John Hickenlooper, that's for damn sure. He's the only quote-unquote moderate running. And he's polling at around 0%, between 0 and 1% right now. So I think Pelosi's uh, dead wrong on this. I think her party has moved so far left that they've left people like herself, people like Chuck Schumer in the dust. And uh, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But, guys, come on. You've been listening to this podcast for a long time now. Uh, When am I ever wrong? Come on. Come on. Let's be honest. I'm usually right about this kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry I, I have to bail early today. I had to do a little bit shorter of an episode today. I will make it up to you on Wednesday. I will do a super long episode on Wednesday, I promise. Uh, and hopefully we can have some cheerier news to talk about. It's just straight-up uh, leftist anti-Semitism, anti-American rhetoric, and uh, how the left believes that we're all inciting violence by telling the truth. Truth is violence. That's all I got for today. I love you. Subscribe if you haven't already. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.